Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Lisa likes the window seat at night. The lights below that tell her she's nearly home. Then there's the lights she can't see. The runway lights we power to bring her plane safely into land. And because at Energia we also power all of Ireland's streetlights, Lisa's taxi home is that bit safer too. And no prizes for guessing who powers her house. Welcome home, Lisa. Energia, the power behind your power. This is a business radio show where we talk about the craziness of small business. It's that craziness that actually makes it exciting, interesting, and totally unpredictable. This is Business Insanity Talk Radio with your host, Barry Moltz. Well, welcome to this week's radio show. Remember, this is the final word in small business. For those keeping track, this is now show number 478. This episode, of course, is sponsored by Nextiva. Everything you need for your business communication solutions in the cloud. Well, many times two people start a company and they're called co-founders. But then typically one becomes the leader or the CEO and the other becomes, well, something else. What happens if both founders become CEOs? Can this co-CEO thing really work? My first guest is Guillaume Vidal. He's the co-founder and co-CEO of Green Creative, an LED lighting manufacturer that shook a lighting industry dominated by a longtime household name company. Vidal started the business with Cole Zucker in 2010 following their chance encounter in Shanghai. Guillaume, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. First of all, start us off with this chance encounter with with the person that actually became your co-founder in this business. Well, we'd met with Cole uh, once through uh, a common friend, but then we lost touch. And uh, one day, uh, Cole happened to actually sat on the remote of the TV while he was still living in Shanghai. And uh, here I was uh, promoting one of my friend's restaurant on the, on the TV channel. Ah, so, so that's how you guys met again. That's how we got back in touch. Uh, he reached out to me when he saw me, and uh, a couple of weeks later, we were uh, working on the business plan. So as you're working on this business plan, this thing is developed. It's very unusual for pe- people to be co-CEOs. I mean, there are a lot of times many founders, but usually one person takes the lead. Why did you guys decide that co-CEO is the way that you guys want to go? Well, for a long time, we didn't even have this title. Uh, we were just calling ourselves uh, principal or some other title. And then 
uh, at some point uh, we were asked to, uh, you know, formalize a little bit, uh, you know, the titles and we discussed it and we didn't really have anybody uh, that was really um, having the final call. I mean, we each have uh, our area of expertise and uh, we call the shots in our own area. And when it comes to uh, the main strategy of the business, um, uh, we have to come to an agreement or we just don't do it. So uh, that was really for us the, um, the only uh, uh, solution, the only way to go about it. And that's really interesting because I know in my last business, I had a co-founder and we just picked titles like, all right, I'm going to be the CEO and he's going to be president. But I think the important part for this to work, Guillaume, as you had said, is that each of you have to decide what is your area of expertise. Somehow you have to divide up leadership of the business, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work. And so how are, how have you and Cole divided things up? Well, we have uh, two uh, pretty distinct uh, backgrounds. Uh, I mean, I was on the product side and marketing side, and Cole was on the sales side. So very early on, I mean, it was very natural. We didn't even discuss much about it. Uh, the idea that um, we met in Shanghai and I would stay in Shanghai to work on the product, um, develop, design, and the marketing aspect of it. And he would uh, go back to the U.S. and be in charge of the business development side of things. And I've always told people that one of the keys is it's not what you're doing in a business. It's actually who you're doing it with. So in my third business, we started selling technical software, and I had no real interest in that. However, I really felt I could groove with my co-founder. Isn't that really the key, the people you're doing it with rather than what you're doing? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, we, it was for us, the, the industry was, you know, something, it was very hot and it was happening. So uh, it was also an exciting uh, space, but certainly what you're doing with, uh, it's very important. I mean, entrepreneurship is a very long journey. You're going to have a lot of tough times, ups and downs, and you certainly want to be with someone that uh, you enjoy uh, working with and that you can go through those difficult times together. We're talking with Guillaume Vidal. He's the co-founder and co-CEO of Green Creative, an LED lighting manufacturer. So, Guillaume, what is it about Cole that really makes this partnership and this co-CEO arrangement really work? How do you leverage each other's skills? So um, when I met him, uh, he was actually uh, selling um, to the Chinese market, which is a very tough, very price-oriented market, and, and he was pretty successful at it. Uh, so I figured uh, if he moves back to uh, his own country, it's certainly going to be successful. I, I didn't doubt it. And uh, that was really an, under, an understatement. Uh, he's really, uh, really killing it uh, on the sales side, managing all the relationship and, you know, develop this amazing sales network that we have. How important is communication between the two partners for you and Cole? Because I always felt that really having a co-founder or a partner in business is almost like having another marriage. Uh, yes, yeah, funny you say that. I, I, uh, we were joking quite a lot, actually, and uh, I, I used to uh, uh, joke and call in my wife. Uh, until my actual wife told me to stop because uh, when we're in restaurants and stuff, uh, it, it looked like I was really with my mistress and talking about my actual wife. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's exactly the same. I mean, um, you really don't want to be uh, – you, you want to have full confidence, right, just like the marriage. And uh, you want to know each other's uh, strengths and weaknesses and know how to deal with it. 
And one of the things that we did uh, very early on is keep uh, each other uh, in constant communication. So we have to deal with time difference. But we were really like a 24-hour operation. I mean, we would end or start the day with a call to each other uh, to keep each other posted about what we've been up to and what was going on. How do you handle, Guillaume, when other employees, other contractors, um, other vendors in the business really try to get in between the two of you? Because I always felt that co-founders are a lot like moms and dads. If you don't like what the mom says, you go to see the dad. How do you prevent these people from getting in between the two of you and causing some kind of wedge? Uh, We didn't have many cases, actually. And I believe this is because we're um, really segmented. I mean, we're the, the two area we're working on are totally different. I mean, if it's something that's related to um, distributions, that's I have nothing to do with it. And I'm just going to say it clearly. Um, it is not going to be, I'm not the person to talk to. And Cole would do the same on the other side. If there is a vendor that go and talk to him, it's just going to refer them back to me. And as long as um, you play, uh, you play this well and, and you abide by it, Uh, I think it's very difficult to get between us. So this really means that you really have to trust each other. How do you develop that level of trust that's really required in this case? Yeah, I mean, it's it's over time, I guess. uh, We were really um, lucky to find each other and to be able to develop such a a relationship. But when you um, start a business together and we were bootstrapped, we had to go through everything. I mean, we're doing everything ourselves for a long time. Um, we were, you know, sleeping in airports. Cole had slept in his car a couple of times. Um, I've been spending time on the production line for weeks at a time and um, and so on. And when you go through those tough times together, you, you, you really build this trust. And it's really going the experience that you develop together and you see that you can rely on each other. And another thing that's very important is really uh, – we really hold each other accountable, but we're not really going to go and look at, you know, what happened. If there is something going wrong, we're going to try to focus on the solution and not the problem. And that's also helped to develop the relationship and the trust. The last question I had here for Guillaume is one of the things that you've talked about is how important it is to really focus on one business at a time. And there's this buzzword that's been going on for the last five years called, you know, you have to pivot, right? You've got to, in order for business to be successful, but sometimes you can pivot too much, not know what you're focusing on. Exactly right. I mean, we we had uh, a couple of times we're not uh, exactly trying to pivot, but we're trying to explore new opportunities. But we really stay laser-focused. Our market is the North American market. Our products are indoor LED lighting. Our channels are the the commercial channel. And every time we try to even deviate a little bit from that, uh, we have quickly to to correct uh, the path because there's just so much you can do. And if you don't focus on exactly the one goal, uh, you're just not giving yourself the best shot at being successful. So how do you know how long you should actually stick with one thing before you try to evolve and move to something else? Um, well, there's a, very early on, there's this one person that told us, um, if you don't give up, you will succeed. Uh, and that's very true. Uh, I, I, we see a lot of people quitting uh, very early on or, or pivoting, as you said, or even um, trying to you know, start something else. Uh, 
it takes time to get traction. Uh, for us, it was not really until I would say year three that we were wow. really confident in the business. And before that, it was a lot of up and down. I mean, we at some point we went into crazy debt and almost lost the business overnight because we didn't watch the uh, the financials and stuff like this. But um, once you, you you start really being able to kind of um, wait the uh, for the traction and and uh, assess the traction and be able to kind of forecast a little bit. That's that's when you know you can keep going. Well, Guillaume, thanks for being on the show. This is AM five sixty. The answer. We'll be right back. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer from the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. I'm Kanika Lee in the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. In downtown Chicago, a car has crashed into a pole on Michigan and Washington. And if you're in Woodridge, look out, there's a crash on Woodward and 75th. On the expressways, headed in on the Bishop Ford, there is high standing water in the left lane between the Steel Bridge and 130th, so it's best to stay in the far right lane. Outbound on the Ford, wide open and clear. Coming in on the Kennedy, it's a minor delay from Ogden to Ohio, so it's just 21 minutes from the airport and 11 from Montrose. But keep in mind, four left lanes will be closed until 7 a.m. from Division to Ohio. Outbound Kennedy is clear. The express lanes are closed, all for construction. And the weather is 35 degrees and raining. We'll have a high of 38 and a low of 28. Your next update is in 15 minutes on AM560, The Answer. Do you remember the um, race and class of D&D character that you uh, oh, that I, you chose as a young girl playing D&D? Yeah, in my friends? mom's basement. Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson. I remember thinking the Dungeons and Dragons crew was just a little off. It's collaborative. You create this world and you make of it what you will. In collaboration with your other nerd friends who are also not going to prom. Weekday mornings starting at 5 on AM 560. The answer. You've already upgraded your cell phone to a smart device, which lets you use the internet to be more productive on the go. But what about your desk phone? Nextiva is a smart business phone system in the cloud. With a simple setup through an internet connection, you can soon have access to your office communications wherever you are. Stay seamlessly connected with clients and stay more mobile than ever before for just one low monthly cost. Give your business more than just a basic desk phone. Visit nextiva.com or call 800 799 600 to learn more today. Next Diva. Simplifying your business communications. Get a copy of Barry's new book, Bam, Bam, where he shows how social media and our self-service world has rewritten all the rules of customer service. The best marketing now is Bam, Bam. good customer service. Be the first to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of the book. It's Dan Proft, and I'm excited to tell you about the Dangerous Camp for Boys and over 20 other summer camps from Northridge Prep. What's Dangerous Camp? It's a camp designed to get your boys off their iPads, iPhones, and video games this summer. It's dangerously fun, not unsafe. They throw water balloons, play games, and learn the meaning of outdoor adventure. As a listener to The Morning Show, you've heard me talk about Northridge Prep, the all-boys school in Niles, that instills the traditional values you hold as parents. Their summer programs for boys in grades 1 through 8 combine fun, adventure, and character growth. You won't find camps like this anywhere else. A few camps caught my eye, like basketball camps led by a former NCAA Division I coach and varsity players, battles of the Civil War, 
bugs and botany, intro to musical improv, even a robotics camp where campers learn to build, pilot, and code their own robots. Get your son off the couch and into the outdoors. You can learn more and register online at northridgeprep.org. That's northridgeprep.org. Stick around and get your small business unstuck. More of Business Insanity Talk Radio with Barry Moltz. Now on AM560, The Answer. Well, here's a subject that we've never covered on Business Insanity Talk Radio in the eight years I've been doing it is, can having a great smile actually help you in your business and your life? Dr. Jamie Reynolds is recognized on the annual basis as one of the top orthodontists in Metro Detroit. He's got a book. It's called World Class Smiles Made in Detroit. Dr. Reynolds, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. So I know that as an orthodontist, you look inside a lot of people's mouths. How'd you get on this idea that smiles were so important to people's success? Um, Well, you know, on a daily basis, making people's teeth straighter and improving their smiles, we we see it. We see the life-changing effects it has on people um, clinically. You know, when we have them in the office, uh, when we take their braces off, and, and while their teeth are getting straighter, we see people's personality change, um, and they get happier just by being, becoming more proud of the smile. Plus, there's mountains of research that have been done in medical and dental journals on some of the science behind smiling. So, so what is some of the science behind smiling? Mm-hmm. Why does it really help people in life? Um, you know, a few of my favorite studies, uh, a couple of them come out of the state of Pennsylvania. Um, so one, one study from Penn State shows that people, they, they surveyed people at work, and so people that smile more at work are are friendlier and more likable, which I don't think would be super surprising. But one of the very interesting findings of that is they also scored highest on on competence at work. So not only were they considered more friendly uh, and likable, but they are also considered more competent, the people who smiled more, uh, which I thought was a really interesting result of the study. And then there's another one from the University of Pittsburgh that compared different smiling postures. and, And the people who had a bigger smile, a more friendly smile, were also considered more trustworthy than the findings of the study. So, you know, uh, as an employer myself, I've got 30 employees in my office, and, um, you know, people who are friendly, trustworthy, and competent are the type of employees that I want to keep and I think are good for my business. So do you think that those people smile more because they have more self-esteem? I think sometimes. You know, I think certain people are smilier in general, and that's just their personality. I think other people who aren't proud of their smile, um, when it's time to smile, uh, part of them is self-conscious about that. So they're hedging the, you know, some people have, if they smile a certain width, then you can see more of their crooked teeth than if they don't. And there's people who self-consciously or consciously gauge the breadth of their smile based on how they feel about their teeth. And when you change that and you give them a smile that they're proud of, they have that, you know, um, unaltered a uh, full, beautiful, confident smile. So for those people that don't like to smile, I was writing an article a while back talking about what makes what can make you happier. And what the research was showing that if I smile, even if I don't, if I don't feel like smiling, if I fake it till I make it, it actually does help. Yeah, so there's a couple of really interesting scientific um, things behind that. So first thing, if you, if, when you smile, um, you know, there's a few different things called neuropeptides that are released. And so um, one of the ones is dopamine, one of the ones is serotonin, and the others are grouped into this thing called endorphins. And so 
serotonin and dopamine, especially serotonin, are, are the, you know, artificial chemicals that um, we put in the happy pills, you know, like Prozac. Right. Um, and this Love is those. Mother Nature's natural version of that, right? So it's just what makes you feel good. And so when you smile, all those things come naturally. And another really interesting study is that um, they, they took people and they positioned uh, their smile in different formations, one a frown, one in a sort of a flat face, and one in a smile with using chopsticks. So they artificially put their facial features and muscles into different positions, and they found that the people in the um, smiling one had lower blood pressure, uh, less cortisol release, which is a stress hormone, and more of those happy uh, neuropeptide releases. So just artificially with chopsticks putting your face into a smile makes you feel better. So if you, um, so if you don't feel like you have a good smile or, as you say, a winning smile, you should try to fake it to make it. But what else can you do? Well, um, you know, one more piece of interesting, um, I think, science behind it is that you do have a a part of your brain called the premotor cortex. So I won't get too fancy with it, but but in there, there's these little um, pieces of, of of your brain called mirror neurons. And so what they do is they respond um, to what other people do. So if you think about yawning, you know, you see somebody yawn and then you yawn. And one of the things that makes them fire the most is, is smiling. So, and we all know this because if we're around other people who are smiling constantly, it makes us feel better because we start smiling and then, you know, we release those neuropeptides and we feel better. And so you can actually have the opposite effect. If you're not feeling happy, you can smile, which will make peptides work for you. And then you'll trigger that mirror response in other people. And so they'll start feeling better as well. And on and on it goes. So fake it to you, make it absolutely what you should do. What about those people that are nervous smilers, right? So I find for myself, I smile. And of course, I talk a lot more when I'm nervous. Is that a bad thing? You know, uh, the science would say no. You know, I think uh, any excuse to put a smile on your face is going to be better for your mood. And studies say better for your performance in your job. So is there anything in particular you do in your office to, I guess, promote smiling? You know, I mean, we're, we're in the business of smiles. That's what we do every day. And so, um, you know, I, I suppose some of the marketing we do for our office just is trying to make people appreciate the value of a smile. But we also try to have a heck of a lot of fun at work. So, you know, um, we're always smiling. All the people in an orthodontic office, if they're not proud of their smile, they get braces, right? So right. <laughs> we got lots of good smiles around the office. And, um, you know, we work with kids and adults, and we work to make them smile. So the inside of an orthodontic office is one of the happier places, um, you know, maybe besides Disney <laughs> around. You know, we try to have a heck of a lot of fun. You know, it's it's interesting to me because I really like what you say is that we really sell smiles it's not so much as, as fixing crooked teeth. It's really the outcome of what happens when you do fix those teeth and people are proud to smile. Correct. You know, I mean, we've, we play both sides of the coin. So the thing that everyone appreciates is the impact of the smile. And they appreciate that when you give it to them. Um, you know, the, the, the other thing that orthodontists really focus on is keeping your teeth healthy for your lifetime. So. Mm-hmm not just now, but in the future. And, and, you know, your teeth is, it's a chewing machine. And just like any other machine, it has to fit together in the right way. And if it doesn't, it will wear out sooner. So not only do we want your smile to look great now, we want you to be able to keep it for your lifetime. And it's critical that they, your bite is correct, that they fit together the right way. And so that's, that's what separates, you know, uh, the cream 
of, of our profession is the ones that can deliver that beautifully aesthetic smile and they can put, do it in a way where your teeth and bite fit together healthy for a long time and they can do it quickly and efficiently. And you know, so that, I really saw this firsthand because my both my sons had braces, but my youngest son actually had two rounds and his teeth were actually going sideways. And when he was finally done with all the orthodontics work, I really saw an increase in his self-esteem because he really did like to smile more. So I think it really it really does work. Yeah, and we see every day with adults. So a lot of adults who have pretty crooked teeth, they'll come in and they're really not confident in their smile at all. And then as we go through treatment, even with the braces still on, so we see adults that finally have straight teeth, even though we're not done with treatment. And the idea of braces at first to them seems scary. But now they're smiling this huge, confident smile with braces even on, because even with the braces on, they're more confident in their smile than they've ever been before. Because they're doing um, something about it. All right, last um, minute or so we have... Who's got the best smile out there from a, I guess, celebrity standpoint? Um, you know, the iconic smile, I suppose, is Julia Roberts right. from a long time ago. Um, it, um, I personally like Jessica Alba's smile, so whoever her orthodontist was right, did a exactly. knockout job. She's, uh, she's got a great smile. And then a friend of mine um, treated Taylor Swift. She's got a pretty good smile as well. All right, but what about men? Men can have good smiles too, right? They can, you know. I mean, the funny thing is that Tom Cruise, his uh, dental midline is off by a mile, so all the orthodontists joke about his crooked smile in uh, in the long run. But he's, you know, he's known for his smile because of the confidence that he he flashes it with. Well, so, so, so that's um, very that's very interesting. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have a perfect smile, but if you take your smile and you flash it confidently, that can work too. Correct. The science says so. Exactly. So thank you, Dr. Reynolds, for being on the show. The book is called World Class Smiles, Made in Detroit. Where can people learn about you and get more information? Yep. So, um, you know, you can find the book on any of the book places, Amazon or whatever else. And then I have a website, AskDrReynolds.com. That's more aimed for people that are outside the Detroit area. So it answers questions, uh, uh, any of the questions that you have about how orthodontics works and stuff like that. And if you're in the Detroit area, um, our local website is uh, myamazingsmile.com, and that's for our general practice. And come by and see Dr. Reynolds just smile at him, right? <laughs> that's right. Thanks for being on the show. This is AM560, The Answer. Coming up, how do you hire the best salespeople for your business? That's straight ahead. Larry Elder explains why we see so many fatherless children. The primary reason that we're having the proliferation of kids raised without fathers uh, is because of the ease with which a woman can marry the government and the ease with which this enables the man to abandon his financial and moral responsibility. Overwhelmingly, the reason for the rise in out-of-wedlock birth rate, in my opinion, is that we are subsidizing slovenly behavior. The Larry Elder Show, weeknights at 7, right before Jay Seculo at 9 on AM560. The Answer. News Radio, I'm Mike Cantor. Words of praise from Vice President Pence to U.S. allies following the missile strikes on Syria Friday. And we're grateful for your strong condemnation. We're grateful for your strong partnership uh, in the extraordinary professionalism of American armed forces and those of the U.K. and France uh, that dealt a decisive blow against the infrastructure of 
the Syrian chemical weapons regime. The vice president was in Peru at a summit between the U.S. and Latin American countries. Meanwhile, the Pentagon holding a briefing Saturday on the strikes. Lieutenant General Kenneth McKenzie says they don't appear to have hit any civilians at this point. As of now, we're not aware of any civilian casualties. The missiles hit three targets, a scientific research facility where chemical weapons were developed and tested, then a chemical weapons storage facility, and a command post. Fox News, we report, you decide. How can you get from here to there? We've got the answer from the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. Good morning, the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. I'm Jeremy Scott. Some good news on the outbound Bishop Ford. Uh, you are seeing no problems, no delays after an earlier rollover crash at Michigan. Also, uh, outbound 57, though, we are hearing reports of a car in the ditch at Sibley. Uh, the only delay we're also seeing is inbound on the Kennedy Heavy Ogden to Ohio. No express lanes until 10 for overnight road work. It's 22 out to, uh, from O'Hare, 12 in from Montrose. This traffic update is sponsored by TheraWorks Relief. To prevent muscle cramps in your legs and feet, use TheraWorks Relief. This fast-acting foam is clinically proven to relieve leg and foot cramps. Get TheraWorks Relief today. It's like CVS and uh, Walgreens and Rite Aid Pharmacies or TheraWorksRelief.com. Ask your pharmacist for TheraWorks Relief. I can't get any better today with temperatures around 40, rain in the morning, chance of light rain in the afternoon. Right now we're seeing 35 at O'Hare, 36 at Midway. That's traffic on AM560, The Answer. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. With Barry's 25 years in small business, he has finally discovered the magic formula to make more profit at any company. Business gurus make it sound so complicated, but it's really simple. The formula is P times P equals P. P times P equals P, where people multiplied by process means more profit. Learn how you can take a quantum leap in just 180 days to grow the profit in your business. Contact Barry at Barry at Moltz.com. That's Barry at Moltz.com. Are you stuck? Is this the year you finally grow your business and make more money? During Barry's many years of running his own company, he had to deal with the challenges of a business that just wasn't going anywhere. It was a painful realization. His business had flatlined and he had no idea how to breathe new life into it. It was especially difficult for Barry since his customers were not getting the service he was so passionate about delivering. Second, he wasn't making any money. Finally, his business was sucking the life out of him. Do any of these sound familiar? Your sales won't budge in spite of your best efforts. You have few new leads for customers coming in and existing customers fading away. You're burned out and completely exhausted. It's no longer fun and your family suffers as well. If you're one of the millions of small business owners facing these problems every year, Barry has the answer. Check out BarryMaltz.com unstuck to subscribe to his six-part video series. Hey, we know replacing your roof is a big deal and a big decision. This is Mark Olson. And Greg Olson, the boys from Crumweedy. If your roof is needy, call Crumweedy. We would love to do your roof. Why choose Crumweedy to do your roof or roof repairs? It's all about installation. Our guys are pros. When we install your roof, you'll get the Crumweedy promise of installation that's up to manufacturer specifications. So your warranty is intact. You'll be happy. Cost. We give you a good, better, best option. 
you choose. No high pressure. We're here. We're a third-generation family business that was built on the same conservative values as you. We do business the right way. We have a special offer that includes free gutters with a new roof. Ask about it. When your roof is needy, call Grumweedy. 630-595-8020. 630-595-8020. Get all the info at myroofisneedy.com. Myroofisneedy.com. Now, back to Business Insanity Talk Radio. It's time to get your small business unstuck on AM560. The answer, once again, here's Barry Maltz. Well, one of the things that small business owners are particularly bad at is hiring the right salespeople. Now, as a founder, they know they can sell, but how do they find others that can join the business that can sell as well? Dr. Christopher Croner is a principal with Sales Drive LLC, a firm that specializes in the selection and deployment of high-performing salespeople. Dr. Croner is co-author of a new book. It's called Never Hire a Bad, Bad Salesperson Again. Dr. Croner, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Barry. I'm so, delighted to be here. I would love never to hire a bad salesperson again. <laughs> How do you do that? You know, the challenge is looking for those three non-teachable characteristics that consistently predict, shown by the, by the research, uh, effective business development, effective new business development. And so what are they? Sure. Specifically, number one, uh, the need for achievement, the person who wants to do well just for the sake of doing well. Number two, competitiveness, the person who really wants to do two things. Number one, they want to be the best among their peers. And number two, they want to win the customer over to their point of view. And number three, optimism, the person who is certain that they'll succeed and they're resilient when they face the inevitable rejection that a salesperson has to deal with. So collectively, we refer to those three characteristics as drive. So I'm looking at their resume. How do I figure out in the 15 or 30 minutes I have with them if they really do have this drive? Such a challenge because, you know, people can often embellish on their resumes. We've had clients who've been very successful finding individuals who, again, are high drive just looking at resumes, and really they look for three different things. Number one, they look for the person, of course, that's more of a passive candidate than an active candidate because oftentimes if someone's been actively out there looking in the world of sales for a while, there can be a good reason for it. Uh, Number two, they look for the person that has some longevity in the positions they've held. They're not a job hopper, if you will. And number three, they look for the person that's able to provide some sort of metrics to show that they've been successful previously. They find those three things all together, although it's not a perfect correlation, they do tend to predict higher drive. So when you look at metrics, and this is what's always uh, puzzled me, Dr. Croner, is that I don't mm-hmm. know if the salesperson candidate really was responsible for driving those metrics or they were just a recipient of what actually happened. You know, in other ah. words, you know, they're on the they're on the World Series champion Cubs, but, uh, you know, <laughs> they're the worst player on the Cubs rather than being the best player. Yeah, that's a really good point. So the metrics are helpful up front to make sure that we're spending our time with someone who's a little bit higher potential. But then it's important that we use an online assessment, a difficult online assessment, if you will, that really gets at that underlying drive. And then the folks that make it through that, then we sit them down uh, in the behavioral interview and really use, again, those techniques that we talk about in the book to kind of uncover, get beneath the surface and really drill down for each of those examples that the person gives in the interview, making sure that they themselves were the person responsible for that achievement or accomplishment and that they weren't relying upon others. So let's divide that up. What is in this first, this online assessment? What is it asking the person? What is it evaluating? Good question. We're really going after, again, those non-teachable elements of drive, as well as, again, the other core skills that we find to be important, things like, again, confidence, persuasion, relationship, et cetera. The challenge, of course, uh, is that we find many assessments out there tend to be a little bit too easy, as you can imagine, for sales candidates to kind of size up the test and present themselves in a favorable light. So we use a question format that's designed to eliminate that. 
called forced choice. So quickly, for each question, the person gets a series of three statements, all of which sound positive. You know, a question may say something like, I consider myself a leader, I have great relationship skills, I'm very organized. Okay, now which of these is most like you and which is least like you? So it really forces the candidate to make those difficult distinctions, but then it gives us a much better sense of their real priorities. And so then when you're interviewing them, what kinds of questions are you asking? Of course. So, again, for those characteristics that we talked about, we always know the best predictor of future behavior is previous behavior. So when it comes to need for achievement, tell me about the greatest goal you ever accomplished professionally. Really have the person flush that out for you, then you can reflect back to them. You have to be proud of that. How do you intend to top it? Again, the person high in need for achievement has a plan to top it, and they're excited that they have now the opportunity to be put up to the plate and not get out of the park in the interview. For optimism, tell me about a time when you remained persistent, even though everyone else around you gave up. Now tell me about another time, again, getting those consistent examples for competitiveness. When was the last time you were competitive at work? What did that look like, if you will? I love the using the words, tell me about a time, because I always recommend that to my clients, that you start, yes. tell me about a time when, because I think there's a lot of folks out there, Dr. Croner, that can give good interview, they can mm-hmm. make, they, they could uh, make things up in general, but to come down on the spot with a specific uh, example where they demonstrate yep. that skill, I believe is a lot more difficult. Yes, yes, it is. And again, during the interview process, most of these candidates will have read a book or two about how to perform effectively in the interview, most of which will suggest to them that if at all possible, they try to take it over. (laughs) So that's what they'll attempt to do. So you really want to be ready. So the last question I have for you is what's the biggest mistake when small business owners are interviewing sales candidates? What do they make? What happens? Oh, there there are a few. Uh, One common one is, again, finding a candidate, say, who's been very successful at a much larger company. And again, the temptation can be there to say, wow, this person must have had great training. You know, they've got all of this background, all this effective training in sales. We don't need to give them sales 101. Well, that can be a mistake because we want to find out when they have been successful at that much larger company, what led to their success? Was it their own effort or was it the fact that they had all this brand recognition and collateral material behind them? Yep. Exactly. You know, I found that when I left IBM and I went to a smaller company, I had a lot hard time selling for that smaller company because I was representing IBM. Everyone would always take my phone call. Of course. Of course. And, of course, the other key uh, issue that uh, small business owners will often have is, again, as you can imagine, a territory that's been lying fallow. You know, they really want to put somebody on board, and oftentimes the temptation can be so strong to settle for just a warm body. Instead, they really need to find that individual that's high in drive. Exactly. Butts and seats to the problem. The book is called Never Hire a Bad Salesperson Again. Dr. Croner, thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Barry. My pleasure. This is AM560, The Answer. We're going to talk about how to get your small business unstuck. We'll be right back. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer from the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. I'm Jeremy Scott in the Alarm Detection Systems Traffic Center. New crash in Elgin. This is at US 20 and Highland Woods Boulevard. Also on 57 outbound at Sibley Cruiser, still removing a car from the ditch. Other than that, the only other delay we're seeing on the expressway is inbound on the Kennedy, where you're heading from Ogden to Ohio. No express lanes till 10 for midnight maintenance. It's 22 in from O'Hare. 12 in for Montreal Southbound. Thankfully, there are no delays. Now, today, the Cubs game is scheduled to play at 120. That remains to be seen if it will be played. Uh, so expect heavy traffic before and after the ballpark. There will be traffic restrictions as well before, during, and after the game around Wrigleyville. Most likely, there will be closures after the game, too, to get the fans out of there as quickly as they can. 
And that forecast really, the reason why it's so questionable, it's not going to be a pretty forecast. Cloudy with rain now, rain later on this afternoon, highs around 40, gusts of 35. Right now, 35 at O'Hare, 36 midway. That's traffic on AM560, the answer. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. With Barry's 25 years in small business, he has finally discovered the magic formula to make more profit at any company. Business gurus make it sound so complicated, but it's really simple. The formula is P times P equals P. P times P equals P, where people multiplied by process means more profit. Learn how you can take a quantum leap in just 180 days to grow the profit in your business. Contact Barry at Barry at Moltz.com. That's Barry at Moltz.com. Are you stuck? Is this the year you finally grow your business and make more money? During Barry's many years of running his own company, he had to deal with the challenges of a business that just wasn't going anywhere. It was a painful realization. His business had flatlined and he had no idea how to breathe new life into it. It was especially difficult for Barry since his customers were not getting the service he was so passionate about delivering. Second, he wasn't making any money. Finally, his business was sucking the life out of him. Do any of these sound familiar? Your sales won't budge in spite of your best efforts. You have few new leads for customers coming in and existing customers fading away. You're burned out and completely exhausted. It's no longer fun and your family suffers as well. If you're one of the millions of small business owners facing these problems every year, Barry has the answer. Check out BarryMaltz.com unstuck to subscribe to his six-part video series. Stick around and get your small business unstuck. More of Business Insanity Talk Radio with Barry Maltz. Now on AM560, The Answer. With most products being so widely available, customers really no longer just buy products, they really buy experiences. That is why boosting the customer experience is critical to your company. Our next guest is Joey Coleman. When organizations like Whirlpool, NASA, Deloitte, the World Bank, and Zappos need to boost their customer experience, they call on Joey for assistance. He has helped organizations retain their best customers and turn them into raving fans. He's got a new book that just came out at the end of the month. It's called Never Lose a Customer. Joey, welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Barry. It's great to be here with you. So it would be really great never to lose a customer. But what I find is that so many companies are so focused on bringing new clients to the front door that they don't realize they're going out the back door. Do you see a lot of that in small business? 100%. The, in a typical business, all of the time, energy, human resources, and capital is devoted towards marketing and sales, acquiring new customers, filling the funnel, as you said, getting them to the front door. When the reality is very little time, money, or attention is paid to what happens after the sale. How do we retain our customers? How do we keep them in? All the research from around the world shows that regardless of what industry you're in, somewhere between 20 and 70% of your new customers will decide to stop doing business with you 
before they reach their 100-day anniversary. This is staggering. Companies are hemorrhaging customers more than they even realize, and the impact this has on your bottom line is absolutely devastating. So, Joey, if that's the case, that the facts are that 20 to 70 percent of customers leave after the first 100 days, why are so many businesses so focused on bringing customers in and not really focused on customers they already have? Why has that developed that way? I think part of it skews towards human nature. I think a part of it skews towards organizational structure. In terms of human nature, as a general rule, we like the chase better than the catch. We're more interested in the pursuit than in the effort that it requires to maintain a relationship. Additionally, in terms of the structure of the business, most businesses have well-compensated, highly dedicated, highly extroverted, energized people on the sales and marketing team. And the folks that are working in the customer account management or retention side are great folks, but they're not usually nearly as well compensated. They don't have as much say in the business, and they don't have a chance to have their voice heard nearly as much. So even the structures of our business are sometimes contributing to this problem. So do you agree what I said from the outset of the show that people really are not buying products anymore? They really want to buy experiences and form relationships with those companies? 100%. If we look at the evolution of how customers behave, we had a period back in the 70s and leading into the 80s where everybody got conscious about the quality of their product. And we had, you know, total quality management and Toyota coming in and building products with less defects. And that created a thing where everyone expects your product to work and not break. Now that's the norm. In the 80s and 90s, we had everybody rushing to get their price as low as possible. Now that's the norm. So here's the deal. You can't differentiate on quality. You can't differentiate on price. You can't differentiate on accessibility. The last great differentiator, a way to stand out from the competition, is how you make your customers feel, the experience they have when they do business with you. You know, Joey, I was thinking about this this morning because, unfortunately, we're rehabbing a kitchen, so we're in the market for new appliances. And so in the Chicagoland area, there's a big there's a big distributor called Apt, right? And then there's a smaller uh, store downtown Chicago called Kohl's, right? And I thought we would buy from Apt because of the biggest of the best, things like that. But my wife ended up going with Kohl's because of the experience she had with the salesperson. The price is the same. The product's the same Bosch, Bosch dishwasher, but it's how she was treated when she walked through that door. Not surprising. All the research shows that the experience is what matters. Additionally, the research shows that customers are willing to pay more for the same product with a better experience. So most business owners get anxious and they say, well, my customers are so price sensitive. The reality is in the marketplace, if you're delivering a high-end experience and an experience that really makes your customers feel something, customers are actually willing to pay a premium for that. They may not say that they're willing to pay that, but the research shows that their behavior proves that they will make a decision based on those feelings and experiences. And Joey, I think that is a critical point because I think too many small business owners say, well, I got to compete on price and it's a race to the bottom. They don't realize that people pay for more value and a better experience. So I'm really happy that you brought that up. Where does the customer experience for most small businesses really fall down? 
Well, it falls down in a couple of ways. Number one, most small businesses, the employees don't realize that they're all contributing to the customer experience. So the first thing you need to do is work with your employees. Every employee is in marketing. Every employee is in sales. And more importantly, every employee is in customer experience. It doesn't matter what your title is. That's what your philosophy and your behavior needs to be if you want your business to succeed. Additionally, businesses need to be thinking more strategically about how they create the customer experience. Most businesses, when they first start out, are actually pretty good at creating a positive customer experience because you only have one or two employees and maybe three or four clients. As time goes on and we grow, it actually becomes somewhat more challenging to deliver that experience because we get so caught up in the operations of the business that we forget about why we got into business in the first place, which is to actually provide something of value to our customers. Now, Joey, i got to cut you off there because we're out of time. The title of the book is Never Lose a Customer Again, and I know that you have a book, an e-book, and also an audio book. And if you want to reach Joey, it's www.joeycoleman.com, J-O-E-Y-C-O-L-E-M-A-N.com. Joey, thanks so much for being on the show and all your great advice. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Barry. This is AM560, The Answer. We'll be right back. You've already upgraded your cell phone to a smart device, which lets you use the Internet to be more productive on the go. But what about your desk phone? Nextiva is a smart business phone system in the cloud. With a simple setup through an Internet connection, you can soon have access to your office communications wherever you are. Stay seamlessly connected with clients and stay more mobile than ever before for just one low monthly cost. Give your business more than just a basic desk phone. Visit Nextiva.com or call 800 700 to learn more today. Next Diva. Simplifying your business communications. Thinking of starting your own business? Get on board for a crazy ride. Be the first person to tweet Barry at Barry Moltz and get a free copy of his book, You Need to Be a Little Crazy, The Truth About Starting and Growing Your Own Business. You will need the company. Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. I can't thank you enough for this product because I get up in the morning, I take six capsules of the fruit and I get this wonderful wellness feeling and alertness and and you got to understand I'm 90 years old It's really helped me and my husband and my son a lot, you know, with our immune systems we haven't been sick, you know, we've been avoiding, you know, all of that so I'm I'm really happy with that (laughs) This is a wonderful product. I mean, it's just so, I just feel so different. When you call, use discount code CHICAGO, and we'll take 35% off your first month's order and ship it to you free. Call 1-800-2468-751. That's 1-800-2468-751. Or go online to balanceofnature.com and use discount code CHICAGO. Now. Back to Business Insanity Talk Radio. It's time to get your small business unstuck on AM560. The answer, once again, here's Barry Moltz. You know, you and I are very much alike. During the many years of running my own company, I had to deal with the challenges of a business that just wasn't quite going anywhere. For me, it was the moment of truth, and it was a painful realization. My business had flatlined. And I had no idea how to breathe new life into it. 
Does this sound familiar? It's especially difficult for me because many of my customers were not getting the service I was so passionate about delivering. Second, I wasn't making any money. Finally, my stuck business was literally sucking the life and the money out of me. This was not exactly the way I thought it would be after reading all those books on having my own company. Well, don't worry. This is normal. Well, sort of, because during the life cycle of every small business gets stuck from time to time. Do any of these sound familiar? Your sales won't budge in spite of your best efforts. It doesn't get much more frustrating than this. You have few leads for new customers coming in, and the customers you do have continue to phase. You're burned out and you're completely exhausted. It's no longer fun, and your family suffers as well. You want to get off that roller coaster. I know what it's like to ride the entrepreneurial roller coaster. I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be this way. I've had my ups and downs, and I finally cracked the code at getting unstuck and moving any business forward. Over the years, I've worked with hundreds of corporate and small business clients to help identify the sticking points in their systems so they can take their business to the next level. Throughout decades of running my own businesses, I've identified six major areas where almost every business inevitably gets stuck. This is your year to get unstuck. As you journey through the Breakthrough Training Series, I'm going to show you a fast, easy, and permanent solution to get unstuck. Each of my modules includes a PowerPoint presentation, a video recording of me presenting these materials live, a downloadable lesson notes, and downloadable homework assignments. The MP3 recordings of selected interviews from some of the best-known world leaders on this radio show is also included for free. Whether you learn best from watching, listening, or reading there, there's a format for you. I've made it very easy for you to absorb the material and develop a clear plan of action for moving forward. So there are six modules, which I guarantee that you improve your sales if you utilize this system. Module one is finding new customers and growing the ones you have. Module two is finding money to manage your business because it's already there. Module three is building a team that actually lasts. Module four is to realize that customer service is now the new marketing. Module Five is breaking your social media addiction. And module six is the real trick to boosting your productivity. So right now, go to www.barrymoltz.com slash unstuck. Use the value code 50 off W-I-N-D and get 50% off the price of $97. You'll learn the exact step you need today to move your business to the next level. I guarantee it. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining this week's radio show. I also want to thank our sponsor, Staples, Nextiva. I also want to thank our tremendous staff, especially our booking producer, Sarah Schaffern, our in-studio producer, Debbie Schreiner, our marketing manager, Courtney Dury. If you're serious about being more successful this year, then you got to give me a call. I'm going to give you my private number. Get a pen, write this down, 773-837-8250, or email me at barry at molts.com. Isn't this the year that you move your business ahead? Isn't this the year that you finally make the money that you know you deserve? Remember, love everyone, trust a few, and paddle your own canoe. Have a profitable and passionate week. 
you can find Barry on the web at BarryMulse.com. You've been listening to Business Insanity Talk Radio. Hi, Tom Bodette. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.